Welcome to episode 49 of How About the Muskies. I'm Connor. I'm joined today by Matt and Andrew. And we got a preview for you guys. North Carolina, the Huskies taking on the Tar Heels in the Jimmy V Classic Tuesday night. It's going to be a great doubleheader. The Huskies are the nightcap. Illinois versus FAU. Jalen Gaffney is the, the first game. That's going to be four teams ranked in the top 25. That's going to be a great night in Madison Square Garden. But obviously... How about them Huskies? We're going to talk about the Huskies, and they're taking on a North Carolina team that's 7-1 and one after the win this weekend against Florida State. They had a comeback win. They got some guys. We'll break down the whole roster for you, but first up, what's your guys, and before we talk about it, what's your initial, what's your thoughts going into this one after a tough loss against Kansas? Honestly, I don't care who we're playing. That Whoever team we're going to play after that game is going to get a mad, a mad UConn team because we are Obviously, the players aren't happy that we lost, but they're going to get a mad UConn team either way because they really want to win this one, too. This is at their second home, Store South, and we have a team in UNC who I think is not going to be easy to play, but it's it's a beatable team. You know, you looked at Can- the Kansas game and you said there's a very slim chance we win this. Everything has to go right, and immediately from the tip-off, it didn't. So I just think that, this is this is a absolutely a winnable game. Obviously, it's a tough team, but the environment's going to be better. There's going to be a lot of our fans there, but we'll get into the little stuff again a little later. But I just I like this game a lot more than the Kansas game. To me, this game kind of looks like a must win. Um, you need to bounce back, especially at MSG uh, after that loss to Kansas. You need to get back on track because if you go in, you know, you lose this game, then you have Gonzaga coming up. You if you go into uh, conference play with three losses like that that's not the best look and that's not the best uh feeling to have just as a unit I feel like if you win this game and then whatever happens against Gonzaga you you're going in with one or two losses and I feel like to me that's the ideal spot you want to be in uh so you need to you need to bounce back you need to take this win yeah I agree I feel like I, I don't know if I'd say must win but I see where you're coming from I mean this is a very tough team they're a great great offensively against Tennessee last week. They scored a hundred points. They only won 192. They kind of not gate, not gave in, but they're up by like 25, 30 points and allowed the Vols to come back in it. But I feel like this is a team that might give us some trouble. They, they match up well with us. We'll get, we'll get into their whole like players now. I mean, Armando Baycott's the main attraction. He's a fifth year. He's an all American preseason first teamer. I mean, he's a, double double machine he had 13 and 13 in the win against florida state today i kind of like him against Klingon more than i like dickinson against Klingon because baycott he's not going out he's not taking any threes i don't think he's hit one all year so Klingon can focus down low obviously hunter dickinson hit three triples i think all of them were on Klingon. so that's a positive but rj davis is the other guy to watch for he was on that team that went to the title game a couple of years ago he had 27 points against florida state he's averaging nearly 20 he's another senior veteran season guy who it'll be interesting to see who the matchup is and who even plays for us we'll get into that in a second but just rounding out their starting lineup at least from the game against florida state elliot cadeau who's one of the best freshmen in the country a point guard they have Cormac Ryan, who's really just a sharp shooter, and they had Harrison Ingram, the Stanford transfer, who is kind of like a four forward, more of a four. That's a Caravan's matchup. But their bench, they don't really have much of one, especially in the game against Florida State, which I keep on talking about because that's their most recent game. That'll be three days before 
our game. So I feel like that's the most accurate stuff you'll see. They had a guard, Seth Trimble, off the bench, and a couple other guys. Jalen Withers is a guy to watch. He started half their games, came off the bench half their games. If he starts against us, might be a little concerning size-wise because they'd go like 6'7", 6'9", 6'11", in their front court, kind of like Kansas did, which that posed matchup issues for us as well. But I feel like the key for us, not the key, but an important thing to watch is Stefan Castle, and if he plays, obviously – in that Empire Classic, reports started to swirl that Castle would be coming back for the Texas – or not not for the Texas game. It came out during the Texas game. He'd be coming back for the Kansas game. That obviously wasn't true, but Hurley actually gave us a timetable kind of. I feel like for the first time ever, usually with injuries, Danny's like, oh, we'll see week-to-week basis. But he actually said Steph might suit up for this Carolina game, and I think we need him, especially seeing some of the lineups we had out there towards the end of the game against Kansas with guys who aren't used to playing. I'm not saying Castle is, he's a freshman, but guys that aren't used to playing heavy minutes against big teams down the stretch, I feel like having him in there would be huge. Even if he doesn't, I'm not expecting him to go out there and play 30 minutes. Even if it's just 20 minutes just to give us another guy, that would be huge for us. Yeah, and you need Castle out there against a guy like R.J. Davis who's just coming at you in all different ways. He, um, just defensively, would be a huge plus over I mean Castle does his job and Diara does good off the bench but Castle at 6-6 six, six, uh pretty sure you picked him kind of to be a defensive year this year so you know we need someone to come in and you know shut him down and we can figure out the rest later yeah this this team they only lost Carolina the one game obviously to Villanova who we that's kind of funny seeing how they've lost to Penn, St. Joe's, and now Drexel, all three Philly schools. But they're going to score a lot of points. They had 61 points in the first half in that Tennessee game, which we had, what, 65 the entire game against Kansas. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to score 60 in the first half against us. So at least I sure hope they don't. But you got to be ready for that. They're, they're, they don't actually don't take a lot of threes, at least in this um, – in this Florida State game, they went five for 22. They're really traditional, go down low to Baycott, find Ingram cutting. I mean, they also went 25 for 31 at the stripe against FSU, which they clearly draw fouls, and they hit their free throw, something we struggled with against Kansas. Like It's easy to compare what they do against Florida State to what we did against Kansas because I feel like those were our recent games. But it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great atmosphere at MSG, obviously. Store South, like you said, Andrew, they always represent with the Huskies. And it's just going to be a great another great test out after Kansas. A big thing that I'm looking at with UNC is, you know, they score a lot of points, as you mentioned, 60 points in the first half. They don't really swing it. They don't really move the ball. Um, through eight games, they only have 100 total assists in their highest – assist leader averages four assists a game we have three guys who average three and a half or more assists um if they try and do that against us i just don't think it'll work we have too many defensive machines out there such as Klingon, such as you know hopefully castle uh solo ball i mean even now an aggressive alex caravan is a great piece so um if they try and come at us in an isolation type way and try and make it a one-on-one game i, I just can't see it going well for them they need to swing the rock I mean, the main thing I'm looking at here is Klingon against Baycott because obviously he Klingon's got to be better in this game than he was in the Kansas one. I mean, he didn't play bad, but he also didn't play like the first-round pick that he's projected to be. 
So I feel like he's really got to show his worth here against Baycott because he needs he needs a good game. I'm not saying he needs to drop 40 points, but he's just got to look better. I mean, he looked I'm, – I'm not going to say scared because it wasn't scared, but he looked different against Dickinson. And maybe that was just because of the fans. Maybe that was Dickinson himself. But I think the main main attraction here is him – versus Baycott, but that that's what we said for the Kansas game was him and Dickinson, and it really – it wasn't. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't the, the whole main attraction. Um, there are a lot of other parts, but I think the thing that we really need to watch is R.J. Davis because he's going to kill us if we leave him open. Um, I feel like Newton's going to be on him, Newton or Solo, somebody. One will be on Cadeau, the other one will be on Davis. But those two, I think, their guard play is just so, so good, and I feel like – that means a lot of playing time for Diara in this game. I mean, honestly, anybody coming in to step up would be great. Give Tristan Newton some help. He's leading our team in four of the five main categories right now, which to me is crazy as a point guard. Leading your team in rebounds is a little crazy. So, I mean, I'd love to see, you know, hopefully Castle come back, kind of cut the workload, and Klingon have a big game, like you said. Yeah, this this Carolina team is different than last year's. Obviously, they had high expectations preseason number one. They didn't even make the tournament. There was a lot of hero ball on that team last year. Caleb Love, RJ, even RJ Davis with Caleb Love, even though they were two very talented guards, they just didn't work well together. They Love felt like he took 30 shots a game because he probably took close to 30 shots a game. But like Matt mentioned, the, the, the assists aren't really there. But this is – I feel like this Carolina team, from what I've seen, they're more – like united as a group than last year, obviously they had the high of making the title against Kansas in 22. And they kind of just like built off that, but like faltered last year, they didn't even make the tournament. They had some bad losses, but I feel like this is going to come down to if we can stop their offense and if they can stop our offense, I mean, usually that's how basketball works, but look at Kempom, which we reference a lot. We're the number three rated offense in the country. They're number five. So this is, there's going to be a lot of points in this one, and they're not nearly as good defensively as Kansas. They're still going to give us some trouble, obviously. I'm not expecting open look after open look, but they're not going to smother you every single possession like Kansas did, especially early in that game. I think we can do some players to watch for this one, and I'll go first. I usually don't, but I got a guy, and it's Cam Spencer. For a couple of reasons. One, is he healthy? Is he going to play? I assume he will. If he played through it in that Kansas game, if it was anything serious, he wouldn't be out there even if we needed him because it's no point in playing him hurt in December. But if he's healthy, then that's great. And if he's healthy, I want to see how he bounces back from his worst game as a Husky. He's a guy who's a guaranteed 15-plus. It felt like every single game, and he had his really his first dud. He missed the game winner. He missed some free throws for the first time. I want to see how he responds. Obviously, you can't say he hasn't played in the garden yet and thrived for us this year because he has in a couple of games. It's the same for other guys as well. We've had a couple of games here already. I love we play here. But, yeah, I'm curious for a couple of reasons. If Cam, one, if he's healthy, and two, how he bounces back from a tough game. I mean, I'm going to stick with Klingon. I have to. He's. I think he's going to be angry about what happened last game. And I think he's going to go to work against Baycott. I think he's going to get a double-double with points and rebounds. So I'm I'm, I'm going to stay stay with him because, I mean, Spencer's a good choice. Um, besides Klingon, 
probably go Castle if he plays, but I'm I'm gonna stick with Clayton because I think he's not very pleased with his last performance because he knows he's better than what he was. So I think I think he's gonna go right at Baycott and get him in foul trouble and he'll be the player of the game. I am gonna kind of flip to the other side of that, whereas Klingon has been kind of, you know, seeing the bench a little bit, whether it be because of injuries or matchups. I, I want to see Samson Johnson come in this game, and I want to see how he fares against a North Carolina team with Armando Baycott on it. And I want to see how explosive he can look uh, playing against this defense. And, you know, let's see if he can put up some numbers. That would be a great thing to see, um, see what happens with him, maybe possibly even entering the starting lineup. Who knows? But I'm excited to see Samson Johnson uh, come in off the bench and, you know, hopefully have a few minutes in matchups against uh, Baycott. Every time Samson checks in, you know, a highlight's coming. They had, even in his limited limited touches, he had that lob from Newton. He actually, I felt like going back to the Kansas game, he held his own defensively. I don't remember any play in particular where he was clearly outmatched by Dickinson, which is a good thing. And like, I don't think we really mentioned, but they played together, Samson and Klingon, a little bit. We only went seven deep in that Kansas game. We'll probably, if Castle doesn't play, it wouldn't shock me to go seven deep again. Maybe you can afford to go Stewart for a couple of minutes or Ross for a couple of minutes, but it wouldn't shock me to not really change that game plan much at all. If there's no Castle, if there is a Castle, great, because that, like you said, that gives guys like Newton time to rest. And while we're talking about Newton, he's already gone off at msg this year he's gone off in all of our big games it feels like i mean he's really making a name for himself in the pros i feel like he's gonna be drafted this year i I mentioned this last episode too but he he, i mean to score what 23 i believe against indiana and he had a solid enough game against texas and so just to go off against kansas all these big games he's stepping up and i think he's gonna have another big one he's gonna lead us if we win it's because tristan newton had a phenomenal game against the tar heels the guy's nearly averaging a triple double if you look at the numbers like that uh what is it 17 8 and 6 so i mean you see a lot of great things from him if, if, if he was a freshman people would be talking about him as the best player in the country but since he's a fifth year uh senior and nobody really cares but i i honestly think that you know, he he will get drafted, hopefully, maybe late first round, maybe around where Andre did, but I, I definitely see a good future for him. Yeah, I compare it to a guy like Tyrese Martin. Obviously, he didn't quite put up the numbers Newton's putting up now, and he snuck into the second round of, albeit kind of a weaker draft class down the stretch in the second round there, but that's not discrediting Tyrese. But I think he's definitely a guy that can make a name for himself. Obviously, you compare it to like Sonogo, he wasn't drafted. He was not in the uh, final form most outstanding player. But that's a different reason. He's a big man that can't really shoot. I saw he was on the roster for the first time this weekend with the Bulls. So that's awesome to see. I don't think he got in. I would have seen that. But hopefully he gets in soon, gets that first bucket. But yeah, all in all, Newton, he's going to be a star for us headed into Big East play. And I don't think that stops against Carolina, even if they have some tougher guards. I mean, for the love of God, Tyler Colex projected to be the 40th pick. Newman's miles better than that guy. So, I mean, I think, I think I agree with Matt that it'll go somewhere 34, 37, somewhere around where Andre went. I think Andre was 36, but I don't know if he's quite a first rounder. I mean, you got to remember like him, and Castle, like those are Castle's a first round pick. I don't, I don't quite know if 
if Newton is, but I think he will get drafted if he keeps up this pace because he's looking fantastic. I mean, he he really needed this second year, and I'm happy he's proven all the people that said he's coming back to play his last year here before he goes to God knows where and plays his pro career in Europe. That's not the case. He came back because he knew he was good enough to have another year um, to get drafted, and I'm honestly really happy to see it. I was happy when he came here in general. I was happy when – when he decided to stay and I'm really happy he's doing great things for us this year. My big stick is that I, I don't know if you're going to get four guys drafted uh, in one year, you know, maybe even five. If you have, let's say we get Newton, Klingon, um, Castle and Caravan. We've talked about all four of these guys getting drafted this year. Is that possible? I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. There's going to probably be an odd man out. Um, someone's going to have to kind of take a blunt of it, a lot of it. And I feel like low-key it could be clinging just because um, a lot of the matchups that he's had so far where we've seen him go against big-time opponents, he's kind of fizzed out a little bit, and he's dealing with his injuries. So, I mean, you want to see him go off, but – I mean, you don't really know. It, the success of some players comes at the demise of others in a way, and I just am nervous that that's what's going to happen throughout the year. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from there, but imagine the story it would be for Danny Hurley recruiting. Hey, we won the title in 23, 24. Say we didn't win the title, but we had four guys drafted. I mean, that's that would be huge for the program. And you mentioned Caravan. I want kind of want to end on him. I know we did our players to watch, but he's another guy. I'm going to have my eye on. He's going to be glad to be playing at Madison Square Garden after the past two weeks or so he's had. I have his game log up here. He's two for 15 from three in the last two games, three games, excuse me, Manhattan, New Hampshire, Kansas. And he shot six for 14 at the Empire Classic from three. So he's going to be happy to be back in the garden with those rims, that's for sure. And he showed off in that Empire Classic. He had arguably besides his first game, his two best games of the season. I think he's, I said this last episode and he kind of didn't, he's had 10 points, I believe, but he wasn't really a factor. He was, he scored five late and five early, but he's going to have a good game against Carolina. He thrives in this environment. We've seen it already this year and um, I'm just excited for this game. I mean, I've, I was excited for Kansas. I'm excited for all these blue blood games we're playing. Gonzaga is not quite a blue blood, but that's another great matchup a couple weeks from now but if you guys got nothing else you guys had any last thoughts if not i think we're just about done here it's a solid preview it's going to be a good game if you're going to the garden be loud support the huskies I'm, i think i'm going to try to get there i'm not 100 sure yet but if you see me say hi uh, it's going to be a fun environment and if don't underestimate that fau illinois game either that's going to be a, a good one say hello to our good friend jalen gaffney in the tunnel on the way out but yeah, that's all we got. Thanks for tuning in. I know two days in a row with an episode. We're going to – I don't know what our next one will be. It'll probably be a Carolina recap sometime later this week. But, yeah, thanks for watching and stay tuned.